Blog Talk Radio. And people didn't know it was coming, 
and it was bad for people that didn't know it was coming. So the local bodega <laughs> man that I go to get my you know breakfast sandwich from, <laughs> he just he was like, why you don't call me? You you, you don't tell me. And I was like, dude, didn't you watch the news? The only common language that we have was New York One. And I'm not trying to give them a plug, but New York One will tell you what. Yeah, it's the internet. New York One will tell you what the fuck is going on <laughs> for a hot second. And he didn't have his TV on when I went to the little bodega. And he was like, well, you know, call me. And I did not know what's going on. Uh, I was just trying to get my, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. I mean, I just, I felt bad for, I felt bad for him, but I felt bad that he did not like me at that particular point. I don't know. I want to touch on two things from the story you just told. The, the bacon, egg, and cheese, do you put salt and pepper on it? Hell yes. Do you put ketchup on it? No. I put hot sauce. What kind of hot sauce? Frank's Red Hot? Or Tabasco? Uh, I actually bring my own. I get Crystal hot sauce, which is from Louisiana. Crystal. Chris, no, it's Crystal. <laughs> okay. Uh, second thing I want to touch on from that is um, the, you mentioned New York One. I just read today, you know that anchor who's on New York One who hosted like uh, VH1's Music Jeopardy thing a little a few years back? Uh, he is like a very like kind of very just news anchor looking man. Anyway, I read today, the guy just bought a $2 million home in, in Williamsburg. I didn't know that New York one anchors are making that much money. That's insane. I didn't know they sold $2 million homes in Williamsburg. Of course they do. It's so that's, that's the place cool. to be now. Well, some folks think that. That's cool. I think that. Okay. Well, hey. But then again, I have a thing for hipsters. Okay, well, hey, everyone's got their opinion. Excuse me. God bless you. Let's talk about, um, oh, boy. So the uh, the tallest building in in, uh, in New York um, now has changed. Tamika, tell us about that. The Freedom Tower has now reached past the Empire State Building, which is a great feat. I think it might be the sixth tallest building in the world, but I'm not quite sure. But in the meantime, it's nice to see that the New York skyline is getting a different uh, demographic and appeal. Now, what is this building supposed to look like when it's done? It looks to me from the, if if anyone's seen the drawings, it looks like, you know, the first 100 and I think the 110th floor is going to be uh, occupied, and then anything above that is going to be just reaching out to the sky. With nobody occupying? It, it, it depends on what the Port Authority has, but you don't always know how Port Authority is, because anybody that's been to 42nd Street knows how Port Authority <laughs> works. I mean, I don't know. Uh-huh. So... This uh, brings us to the next topic, which, of course, you know, they're, they're building this Freedom Tower in memoriam of 9-11, and there was an ad put out by the Obama campaign um, where Bill Clinton is talking about 
how brave Obama was to order the attack by the Navy SEALs on Osama bin Laden. Um, that drew a lot of controversy from uh, the, the right, from John McCain, actually, in particular. He tweeted, shame on Barack Obama. Um, and McCain is, is sort of saying that the Obama campaign is exploiting the, the 9-11 tragedy by airing this ad. What do you think about airing this ad where Bill Clinton is talking about uh, how brave Obama was and the ad is discussing how they don't know if Mitt Romney would have done this particular thing based on the things that he had said in the past? It's politics. I don't think right now it's really relevant because people have made choices that they needed to make, and that's as far as I would go with that. I know I'm what do you think about the fact that Bill Clinton said if it were, if it turned out badly, the mission, the Navy SEALs mission turned out badly, do you think that that would have had a detrimental effect on the re-election of President Obama? Well, you're talking in the future. We don't know if there's going to be a re-election of President Obama. Well, do you think that that would make it so that there would not be one if it went badly? I don't know. I mean, as long as you don't have a bush. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't have a... Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought Bush up, because you know how this whole thing has made me feel? I have no idea. But I know there are certain songs <laughs> and ways. Oh, my God. She's trash. Third way. When you just don't know what you're feeling You can't find the right words to say Well, that's the moment you start to realize You're feeling a certain way You feel a certain way I feel a certain way I said everybody's feeling a certain way I feel a certain way You feel a certain way So many things that make me feel a certain way Here's what I think about this commercial ad. I don't know that I would have done it now. I may have meant I may have mentioned all this later on in the um convention, Democratic convention. I may have aired stuff pertaining to this then. I don't know that I would do it right now. I understand that they're trying to do it because it's the anniversary and stuff. But here's the thing. Here's why I would say shame on John McCain, not shame on Barack Obama. John McCain supported a man in the 2000 and 2004 presidential elections who, well, especially 2004, had exploited the military and the wars, the two wars that he got us involved in, exploited it to no end, especially in the 04 Republican convention. So I remember, I'm thinking in my head, Tamika, I'm thinking in my head back when this whole capture and killing of bin Laden took place, I hope that Obama uses it in his convention speech, just as George Bush used it, because I remember how effective that was. Like, I have never voted Republican in my life, but watching that and seeing, like, like the, the narrator go, like, but they didn't, the enemies didn't count on this one thing, and that was this man. And it made me think, like, oh my God, this guy's, this is making me want to vote for Bush, which I did not do. Um, but it was very persuasive, and that's where I think I would put this. So, 
what I'm saying is I don't think there's anything wrong with the ad that the Obama campaign aired because it's not nearly as exploitative as the ad in the in the conject in the uh, convention that Bush was airing. Okay. As a black woman, I'm going to tell you this real quick, mm-hmm. and for our listeners right there, uh, he took care of the situation that was at hand, mm-hmm. and got help from his folks from Chicago mm-hmm. how to dissipate whatever with the body uh-huh. and be done with that shit. And that's it. Because you're <laughs> never going to get your revenge against that person. Mm-hmm. But at least you know that person does not need to take another breath or of life that. on this earth. That's right. So I'm sorry. I mean, that is, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't know what being a black woman had to do with that. but <laughs> Because everyone forgets that this president is a black president. Yes, yeah. his name is Obama, but he's also African. He's just not straight up black. He's African. Right. And he did what he needed to do as mm-hmm. the president of the United States. Not mm-hmm. as a black person or anything of color or what have you. I mean, we're, we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. This was the target. This is what he was told to do at mm-hmm. some particular point. If he believed that, then that's what he did. And mm-hmm. after that point, I, I, I'm done because, you know, the shit happened up in Harlem. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be finding that motherfucker up in some sausages. <laughs> What's going on? What's good? <laughs> Our first guest has a new album out uh, in May called The Disease, The Cure, and The Promise, and it's not about my love life. Please welcome to the program, Nickel Kills Mike. Yo, what's up, man? Thank you, thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. You're too kind. Yeah, that's uh, a big audience over there, man. Popping. That's a big audience over there, man. I never understand why they come here to watch us interviewing people. <laughs> I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. Chilling, man. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Astoria, man. Chilling out in Queens. I got a day off, finally. Oh, nice. Well, speaking of Astoria, uh, your friend Tamika's here. Yeah, what's up, me? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my neighbor, man. We live like, we're like Sesame Street characters together on the street. <laughs> you should see the other ones. Man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, good, man? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so let's let's start talking about your your music. You're shooting the um, first music video for your new album this week, and um, it's for the single "Busy Man's Playlist." Who's directing the video? Why'd you choose the director? What can fans expect to see? Break us off with that info. Okay, yeah, yeah, we've been shooting all week, man. Uh, the director is a friend of mine, Mario Latham. Uh, he's he's a film editor, film director that's been a friend of mine for a while. And we've been talking about collabing one for a couple of years about doing one. So when this album came out, uh, you know, he had a little free time. It just worked out perfectly. So he, he's, he's been taking a couple of weeks off. So we were like, hey, let's just shoot and try and edit this thing before he heads back to work and he goes and work on Discovery Channel and all some other stuff. But, yeah, man, we're just doing some something funny. He's also doing a... a a movie about uh he's writing a screenplay in a movie about uh jazz musicians in the modern time and and, and just like a real life story with with a, a bunch of real 
musicians that we all work with mutually. So it's a good look for both of us to work together. I'm excited about it, man. It's, it's a fun song. Did you check it out? Yeah, definitely. It is a fun song. Uh, how what's what's the video gonna look like? Um, well, it's just a lot of it's just it's, the story is just about you know how how my life is a little overwhelming with all the things I have going on at once. Some and 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 it's just like kind of the anthem for a single man who who there's a lot of women in their lives and that want to hang out, but you're busy and stuff like that. So basically, we're just running around the city. We run around Harlem and and, and uptown and uh, doing some shots of me. Uh, you know, just the normal stuff, and there's a lot of stuff of me with different different errands I got going on. Uh, different, there's, we did a crazy scene in the Upper West Side where we had a bunch of bunch of uh, friends of mine come and they're like females. And as I'm walking down the street, rapping down the side street of all these pre-war crazy buildings, you know, they're like grabbing on my shirt and stuff and like trying to, you know, I mean, basically it, it, it's it's gonna be cool. I got my boy Freddie Hendrix in it because there's a trumpet sample in it, and he's just he's he's in there playing this trumpet on, on the corner and. You know that's 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 what's going on with me, man. I'm I'm just balancing both worlds. I have my musical world with the band, and then I have my just straight MC thing that I've been doing for a long time, and 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 that's what this album is about. So that's where I'm at, man. I'll, I'll get you the whole album, man. It's coming out real soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, end of May, right? Uh, end of May. It's gonna be right before Memorial Day. I'm I'll announce the uh, final day when I when I know when I'm getting the CDs back because <laughs> I'm putting them you out know, for order this week. It's fun. <laughs> It's funny, I did a couple shots in Harlem, but that was just my Saturday night. Oh! Ah, uh, ha, ha, yeah. Uh, then what happened? Then what happened? <laughs> that particular song. Why don't we just play it right now? So let's let's play um, your song. Uh, yeah, Busy Man's Playlist. Playlist. This is off, off the new album, man. The Disease, the Cure, and the Promise. Spotmeatnickel.com. Oh. Cool. Uh, we'll be save right it. back with Nickel Kills Mike. Yeah, stay there. This for me? Uh, you shouldn't have. Since you did, I'll take you. And you. And you, of course. She's gonna be saying it's been a long day. I'm tired. Yeah, I'll leave anybody out. Yeah, I got. Bad bills to pay, I got all these sick to see I got family getting at me, separated by six degrees I got all these sick MCs with sick beats trying to collab Got MHB, the dime off, and the EP with the screen from Apple I can spell this out like Scrabble, but I got too many X's I got some family in Miami, Cali, a baby mom to Texas But I reside amongst the residents New York City's where I wreck is dining with Long Island Diamonds And I eat MCs for breakfast I got names to put on my guest list, got butt to put in the next flip Got friends that's over-suggestive, instant messages every Every second, got an album dropping an epic. Got a pocket of contraceptives every day. This shit's depressing. Questions that I'm addressing. I got a message for pessimists who hide behind realism. Nickel's the real deal. Give them a second to adjust the rhythm. I got good memories from being children, but I got no time to relive them. I got a date with destiny, and I'm in need of an exorcism. I'm the man. You see, I am a busy man. But when I have time to chill, it'll be with you and you. But you gotta understand You see, I am a busy man <laughs> yeah. 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 I got no time to sleep, no counting sheep I play for keeps 
Won't stop till I cop the Jeep, a crib for the kids, some debt relief. I got a need for sinking deep, so I read 20 books a week. I got an NPC 4000, but hardly time for making beats. One night they jumping out, they see the next I'm hooking up something to eat. My laundry pile in the heat, trying to sort out my tax receipts. Just cause you peeping my style little, like you little Bo Peep. Don't mean that my life is sweet, trust me, these little hoes cheat. This is a slippery slope that's deep. I got things I need to tweet. I got updates, I fluctuate, gotta add 50 fans a week. I got calls I gotta make, I got emails I gotta write. I got balls I gotta break in different females every night. I'm not a sexist, that ain't right. And I'm sure not no womanizer. I never bite cause I'm a rider. Why you sharpening your incisor? I gotta make the party hyper. Why you just chilling at the party? I got the Marley in the car, mama first. I gotta address this army. Please understand that I am a busy man. But when I have time to chill, it'll be with you. And you. And you. And you. But you gotta understand. You see, I am a busy man. Got a bunch of tabs open, got a Cambodian girl from Oakland. I'm moving faster in slow motion until the day that I'm croaking. I'm coping by having a notion. Focus your mind, you can't accomplish. Don't confuse confidence with pompous. I'm cooking up some sonic monsters. I got chores that's obnoxious. I got a court date in December. They raise the prices to Netflix members. I'm at the bar with the bartender. I got plans, I'm a star vendor. Involved in several endeavors. I got entrepreneurial ambitions. Missions can be swayed by the weather. You get caught in the epicenter. Lose your balance, things can get shaky. I got English birds that's angry and from Soccer down to A Street, what have you done for me lately? Shit, what have you done for yourself? Cause when shit hits the fan, nobody ever hears my cry for help. Please understand. You see, I am a busy man. But when I have time to chill, it'll be with you. And you. And you. And you. But you gotta understand. You see, I am a busy man. But when I have time to chill, it'll be with you. And you. And you, and you, <laughs> Nickel, Kiza, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, MH, in Broadway every, every Thursday for a year and a half. Yeah, he killed a mic and they gave him the Shore 58, which always works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him, yeah. I said, I'm going to kill this mic. They had a new mic. I destroyed it the first night and then I had to get the Shore 58 because the Shore always stays strong. You know? okay. what y'all, what? <laughs> okay. I love my Shore. So, Mike, I have to ask you this. What, What's up? You know, it's, it's, like, it's almost like the uh, Gentile question at this particular point. What is your major motivation for the music that you're able to produce? Because and let me finish real quick before you answer this. I've seen you perform. You guys kill it. You are sweating. You've got different trumpets and the, and the trombone, the basses, and a second vocalist with you. And I want people to come see you, but not too, mo- not too many folks can fit up in smoke. 
but what to do? Because obviously at this particular point, and you know me, I'm going to get you at other venues. What is going on? What is it? What is, what is my motivation? I mean, my motivation has been the same. I've been doing this since the mid-'90s when I was just a teenager, you know. Like, it's always been for me about the real the real lyricism and being able to, to put out my poetry, you know. I, I You know, I look at hip-hop for me as, as, as an opportunity to, 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 to write poetry and, and, and motivate people with it. That's how I've always uh, come from my standpoint. So with the band... It's really great because I'm able to do a lot of musical things that I can't just do with a beat machine, and it's a real entertaining show, which is 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 dope. Is because, you know, it's branching out to a lot of audiences that that are kind of scared of 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 just mainstream or or even old style hip hop. You know, they're just scared of just beats and rhymes and people jumping around stage. So with the band, it's a great opportunity because all types of people, all ages all races, you know, they come out, they have a good time. As you see, half the time people end up getting up dancing in a jazz club, which, you know, the rest <laughs> of the audience all week long sits down and never stands up, you know. They're, they're polite, just walk to the bathroom. And then every Thursday we just transform that room into a little club where people enjoy some great, great music. And I'm not, you know, the other music, the jazz is amazing too, but it's, it's a real technical art form and it's a different style of audience that, that hears that. So, when we transfer over to that, and people of those styles are saying, I never liked hip-hop, but now I'm starting to listen to you. I like, I know people that never liked hip-hop, and now because of me and the band, they're coming to me like, oh, man, I just got a little Tribe Called Quest album, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. I've been telling you guys, you know? So that's that my motivation. Like back in 2000 when Danny DeStefano gave me TP2.com by R. Kelly, and I had never liked R&D before. Then I listened to that record. Every song could have been a single off that album. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel you, man. It's like sometimes you just gotta open up your your, your mind, you know, because you probably would like the music, but you have these 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 beliefs and, and uh, predispositions about what you think things are gonna be. You know, even for me as an MC, I have, I have people come to me all the time like, "Yo, I'm an MC," you know? and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, and it's crazy. I've been doing it so long. I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, because there's so many of. People out there trying to do stuff, and we're so overwhelmed with information right now, the way the Internet is working, that people don't give things a chance anymore, you know? So, you got you know, I think that's why you find a lot of people crossing over with what they listen to, too. You know, you find a lot of people that listen to all different types of music now because they're not being fortunate. We're just finding stuff that you like on the net, you know? So. Well, I, I definitely think people should give you a chance at this particular point, especially, I know smoke is small, but if they can get to 106 and Broadway and hear you, then they got a line out there. But also, yeah, the other venues work, that we're working on, we'll, we'll get that worked out. Right, then, right. Yeah, I mean, working on getting the band in a whole bunch of venues this summer. In the meantime, uh, um, are there any other things that we can uh, look forward to you performing at, sir? Um, I mean, right now the only thing I really truly have lined up is uh, is the smoke every week, man. And and as things come. Things are gonna come. I mean, there's gonna be an album release party, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of interesting shows what I'm doing just with my MHB crew. You know, you got to keep that in mind. I have this great band, but I'm also part of a really elite uh, circle of MCs and producers that are working together around, mostly around the Northeast, but around the globe right now. I'm a part of a really elite circuit, and, and that's that's a cool part of my my life too. You know, I don't I don't always run out with the band, and that's kind of what this album is about. And I'm looking forward to later this year. Mike, What's up? 
about the elite group that you're involved with at this at this particular point? Yeah, it's called MHB Money. You know, it started off Money Hungry yeah. Bastards, which I, you know, that's a that's kind of like a, a you know, doesn't even really fit your name. It sounds like some cash money or something. But the point is, is it's not. I mean, that's what's so funny about it. We're all just some great poets that have been doing our thing for a long time, great MCs, and really haven't got the the just due that we deserve. And we're all working together. And it started off five of us. It was me, you know, Nickel Kills Mike, Citizen Kane. Dick Dashley, Mr. Cord, and Witchcraft. Those are the founded five. And then last year, we decided to expand our roster. And we expanded it to like 40 members. I mean, we have producers in Germany, UK, and Serbia, Colombia. Uh, we have MCs all the way up and down the East Coast uh, in Detroit. And we're all working together online. And like some, you know, some of the, the, the newer people we've also added are, are some really, really respected names in this community. You know, we got lifelong. Now we got Masai Bay. They, they got a group called Auxiliary Arms and dropping their album this year, which is amazing. I shot a, I shot the video for it actually. I'm directly, I'm directly, I told you about it, Tamika. Yeah. Um, and then we added Elohim Star recently, Odyssey Flux. I mean, these guys are like, you know, we're hanging out with BMS and, and these people from like <laughs> Cannibal Ox and Company Flow, which was like, that was, that was the real hip hop. Unit like at the, at the turn of the the two thousands, that was where people were turning for like the realest of real lyricism, hip hop. So now it's cool for us to somehow we've all merged and crossed paths because we're on that same vibe together. And then with the band, I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but I got a lot to say. With the band, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm like I'm like the roots of the MHB crew. You know, I mean, I also have that opportunity where I am basically like we have a band like the Roots, and I mean, man, we could we could. Easily, easily go on tour with a group like The Roots, and it would be it would be an amazing spectacle. I promise you, know, you that, man. You, you you guys would blow it up at that particular point. You know what I mean? I, I think so. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward and, to this year. And the thing is, with the the trombone, the trumpet, and even whoever you get on the bass, although you know who my favorite is, and then have a drummer with you that knows what he's doing, and you've got it. And you see what it is. We rock, we rock the house, game. man. Mm-hmm. What's up, Ryan? You put the bricks in that game, right? Yeah, we we lay it down, man. You gotta come out, Ryan, one night, man. I know it's late on a Thursday, but no, I'm, I'm, I want to, but Tamika never tells me when she's going until it's after the fact. It's the problem. Well, y'all should come back this week, man. This Thursday, I, there you go. I definitely am looking into try. I gotta rearrange my schedule a bit, but we'll see if we can make it happen. Um, Word. if not this, say the next one. Um, That's what's up. Speaking of. Uh, let's talk about smoke a little bit more before we get entirely off of it because um, we have Leah Delaria on the show. She's uh, one of our favorite guests and one of Smoke's favorites. Um, oh, you guys have Leah on the show sometime? That's my girl, man. That's my own oh, girl. I love I love Leah, yeah. We, we throw down a couple of tequila shots together here and there. <laughs> uh-huh. She said um, Smoke is the last, the last of the real New York jazz clubs. Would you agree with that? Um, I think I think when you look at the, the real lineage of the jazz scene in New York City specifically, I mean you have Vanguard and Blue Note and all these, and they've established themselves throughout the years. And but they, you know, they've gone corporate machine a long time yeah. ago. And and with Smoke, when they came out, I believe it was 1999, it was just two guys that wanted to have a like a cool ass lounge, you know, and 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 some real music in there. And they really they really work hard there to make 
the musicians, they are family. They don't worry. It's not even. We don't even work hard. It's really easy. I, I should say. I shouldn't say we work hard because it's just a real family environment. Like, and even with me being up in there, I've become good friends with legendary jazz musicians like Harold Mayburn and, and George Coleman and these guys. And, and and they're, you know, it's cool for me because I'm a rapper, but I can still respect what they're doing as solo musicians. It's a very similar game to walk around with a horn or walk around and, and be a real lyricist. So, so yeah, that's that's it's a great spot, man. You're in a place that's it seems like 75 wall to wall, you know, maybe more sometimes. But um, you're just there with these people, like right. It's like getting a lesson from them and having a drink with them afterwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the best way I get to try to smoke. And they got good food, and they got good drinks, and candlelight, good date spot. I mean, smoke is the, smoke is the truth, man. Upper West Side, man. Tell tell everybody, go out there, man. That was my plug for them. Thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> this, okay, so Smoke, it's at 1145 every Thursday night, and there is no cover. But tell me honestly, Mike, how much booze and food does the club expect a patron to buy? Listen, I mean, if you want to make the club happy, come and expect to spend $20. But you spend $20. It's not a cover. They just, you know, they would just like people that come out to, to like, say, hey, I'm here. <laughs> have a drink. Have a snack, have a couple of drinks, whatever. But like, you know, don't just come to just stand there on the wall and like nurse nurse a corona all night. I mean, I mean, of course, I still want you there, so I shouldn't say that. But that's if you're asking me what the club expects, yeah, you know, you should come and expect to spend twenty dollars. I mean, come on, who goes yeah. out and doesn't spend twenty dollars? I mean, jeez, man, like that's the way I look at it. But hey, you know, everyone's not a baller. You know, everyone can't spend twenty dollars. <laughs> now you mentioned that you work with a bunch of different international producers and whatnot on this new yes. album. Would you trust Tamika to make beats for you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I didn't know she was even making beats, but... Uh, She's not. Like to... What's that? <laughs> I mean, hey, if she can make something, some, some banging, I'll murder it, man. That's always been my thing. <laughs> you know, I, if I ask somebody, and you know this, if I ask somebody to step outside... You know I can make some beats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Either that or she'll knock somebody out for me. You never know, man. So we can begin getting feisty sometimes. Uh. <laughs> Let's just go with God on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, real quick, while you're talking about the producers, I just want to say that song, Busy Man's Playlist, Um, the producer was this guy, they call him Kaiser or Kiza. He's from Serbia. And he's an amazing, amazing hip-hop producer. Like, he's better than most of the people I know from the States. And it's so cool to see, like, his, that these people were listening. Like, he's obviously a cat that was listening to real hip-hop back in the day, back then. And he learned how to make beats. And he's making, like, I know so many uh, great MCs that he's working with. And he did two two songs on my album just for the love because he's just a big fan of my work. And we work great together. We're actually, I'm looking forward to doing more stuff with him. So I just wanted to shout him out. He's a. Uh, can, can I talk about the another producers real quick? Just to give, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, there's Abstract. He's from the UK. He's another great beat maker. Um, there's Colombian, one of my great friends and great uh, beat making mentors from a long time ago. He made five songs on my album. He's out in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, Rudy Rude from the Ruckus. He's down in Tampa. Um, I, I, I like so many. It'll be Sinister Marks, Mr. Core from upstate New York, uh, Drum Boy from Germany. Now he made a song, but he mixed my whole album in Germany, which is cool. I was just sending him my files, and he sent them back amazing, you know. 
So mm-hmm. it's been really cool to work with all these great people. We all just met each other because we're so like-minded. We somehow gravitated towards each other online and stuff, which is really cool to me, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Now, mm-hmm. uh, mentioning all these songs, let's talk Let's talk a little bit about Existential, and I'll, I'll break our listeners off with it. One okay, well, that's what's up. One of love. my favorite, although I like Shadow, but we're playing the new stuff. So we're playing new stuff tonight, existential. right. Yeah, but they can check out Shadow of Man. The song she's talking about, Shadow of Man, is on YouTube right now. Just just, just go YouTube and search Nickel, N-I-C-K-E-L, and then the word Shadow, and it's the first thing that will come up, Shadow of Man. It's a real dope video. So, so I love. what was going on with Existential? What was, what was, the, what was the, uh, genesis behind that? Well, yeah, Existential, I was, I was just kind of making some beats. I'm also a producer, too, and I did four tracks on my album. So I was making some beats uh, when I was trying to start this project. And also, like, I th- I'm, a, I'm a deep thinker. I like to, like, learn about things. So I, I was just thinking about, you know, the ex- existential theories and stuff. I didn't really know too much about it, so I wanted to, to learn about it. And I found this lecture, and in the beginning, there was this string and horn sample, which I just loved. So I just chopped it up real quick. I, I just sampled it right into my MPC, made the beat, and I, I still listened to the whole lecture because I wanted to hear what had to be said. And I kind of just kind of, like, took notes and then that, when I afterwards, I, I realized, hey, that would be dope. Just kind of like write about what I just learned from my perspective. So that's kind of like the existential theory from my perspective. And uh, every week we do it live with the band. Freddie Hendricks, my man, destroys it with the trumpet. He leaves it with the trumpet. But this version that you're about to hear is the band version. I mean, the beat version that I made. And, it, and it's, it's a banger, man. I'm really proud of that song. We're going to do that video next this summer, which I have a great idea for. I guess I can tell you after if you want to want to talk nice. about it. If you need a PA or a director or what have you, let me know. But anyway, we need to listen <laughs> to the song just to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're always welcome. We'll talk about that. You know. If I, let me. If I had a nickel, nickel for how many times Tamika has said the word particular point tonight, you know how wealthy I would be. <laughs> That's what's oh. up, man. <laughs> All right, here he is, Nickel Kills Mike with Existential. One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop, but then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out, I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm. Was, was that, that the right track? That was not me, yo. I don't know what that <laughs> was. <laughs> that was a lady that I saw on YouTube today, which is funny. My boy was watching that YouTube clip today. And this lady, I ain't got time for bronchitis. Who has time for bronchitis? That's a valid point, yo. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you just played that, because that's not on the CD I gave you. But that's pretty funny, though. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, here's existential. We'll be right back, and you can tell us what your ideas for the video. I ain't got time for it is now guidance. imperative that you are yeah. aware of your own actions. When you're an album, the artist accepts no responsibility for the way you decide yeah. to react once the beat drops. It's completely your choice. I chose this rap life. It didn't choose me. Choices taken by actions like a Bruce Lee movie, man. It's 2G, Y2K, done past, son. Attack the mic, not Christ, but the same type of passion. My cash fund is limited. My outlook is riveting. Live life without inhibitions. I put that on my everything. So much you could have better things. Trust my heart, and I follow it. The joy of MC and freedom of speech free from politics. Are we free or just the opposite? Do we really have to 
control. When the forces of the universe drop you with sub-zero gold, I make a diamond out of gold, attack my goals like Beckham. Drop flows for wandering souls, grab mics and I wreck them. I'm a slave to the passion, a slave to the reason. Episodes start with the fall like the latest cable season. Blasteries, they call it treason, you can't question my commitment. It's the purpose of my life, you'll check the verses that I spit, man. Have you ever thought this could be so simple? That you could ever build something monumental? Drop me a beat, give me paper and a pencil. I'm digging deep, you can call it existential. This is for all my hard work and drop the beat in the head's jerking. Street urchins, those who grind to their feet hurting. Easy dream merchants thinking they already made it. Hip hop aficionados bumping MF Doom and Jalen. Lyricism's been reinstated. Nickel's the new commissioner. They cool like air conditioner. Watch it get Terry like Krishna. That for those who do a fist pump. Those who throw they fist up. Bitch, what? You my history, I make you piss blood. Bang, right in the kisser. This ain't the honeymooners. Responsible for my actions. Got no time for ugly rumors. Got Consumers. That's how you get tumors in your eyes well That's Aquatee's philosophy, so Plato do with eyes up Probably drink any and night we're getting probably invaded Why did the good die young, but the bad are accommodated Sometimes I contemplate it, takes all types of the spectrum Why boys pick up artists running for election For the reaper comes to collection, my tombstone is heads out They say the realest motherfucker to grab the mic, no doubt Have you ever thought it could be so simple? You could ever build something monumental Drop me a beat, give me paper and a pencil I'm digging deep you can call it existential Maintain control cause my body is my temple Drop something lovely, check the rhythm and the tempo Bobbing your head's mad hard since the intro We getting deep so let's call this existential So who am I? Just another mic wrecker I made moves across the board, you should give me double checkers Hannibal Lecter, I'm an MC cannibal I stop boys before they happen, leave the guns and cannons full Rock over drums like I was Hannibal, but fuck it, I'm no Muppet You still trying to keep mellow like the fans of Denver Nuggets? I never kick the bucket, man, my voice will always live on The world is moving fast like young ladies getting hit on So I choose to get my spit on Really, you want something deeper? Politics don't make a difference, religion seeming cheaper Stay sweet like beekeepers and yo, money is the honey My destiny is similar to that of a crash dummy People acting funny nowadays, I never realized Be the greatest version itself, you gotta find out where the joy lies Have you ever thought this could be so simple? That you could ever build something monumental Drop me a beat, give me paper and a pencil I'm digging deep, you can call it existential Have you ever thought this could be so simple? That you could ever build something monumental Drop me a beat, give me paper and a pencil I'm digging deep, you can call it existential This one's dedicated the host is there, Casey. He didn't talk to everyone. Sam. He said he talked to everyone. Sam. Coffee sucks. Sam, what? Why don't you try to get a little sleep? Why don't you get some sleep? I slept back in July. Yeah, well, I got work to do. Don't tell me when I need sleep, Casey. I don't tell you when you need sleep. We will be, uh, uh, Charles Cabell from Crazy Mary will be here in a second. Hang on the line, Charles. Um, Mike, uh, before we go, we have barely scratched the surface, so I'll tell you what we'll do is good, man. we will interview you live in person when I come up there to see you, all right? Hey, that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to keep keep coming around, and, and I appreciate you guys letting me get on there with y'all, man. I appreciate you, Tamika. I know. I appreciate you, Ryan. That's what's up, man. Boston Pizza. <laughs> hey, shout out to Boston. No, shout out to MHB and, and all my family, yo. And uh, I, I appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, man. Before we go, air, you, you have an idea for this this new video for the song we just heard. 
What's what's your idea? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so the thing is, have you ever built? Have you ever thought it could be so simple that you could ever build something monumental? So I'm sitting there thinking about something that we could build, you know, and and and, and kind of do a time lapse story while I shoot. And uh, we're gonna do something. We're already in the works. First, I was thinking it'd be dope to go to like overseas and to like one of these like third world countries and build like a schoolhouse you can do it with like the charity. But I think that might be a little far fetched for our budget. But uh, we're trying to find a spot right now, maybe somewhere in, in Brooklyn or the Bronx or somewhere where there's just like an old beat up lot in, in, in the inner city, and roll in there and find some sponsors and uh, and build like a playground or something for the kids. You know what I mean? And we'll just film the whole thing that day, and uh, you know, but you know. Some some classy. It's a classy song, you know. I, I like I like that song, man. Me too. And you know I love that song because I yes. studied existentialist theory. <laughs> she did. We'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Samika, you should break down the existentialist theory. You were telling me in the car the other night. Yeah, I will, but just not on this particular program. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be too much at this point. I I, I want. <laughs> you had to I, get I, in that point. No, I want I want to get a forty in <laughs> you know a shot. Uh, Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, well, I'll tell you what, thank you very much for coming on. We'll see well, you soon. We'll do the rest of the interview live and long live hip-hop music. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, fans. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right, man. MHB. What? MHB. <laughs> All right. My next guest band, Crazy Mary, has a new album called Dreaming in Brilliant Color. Please welcome Charles Givell. <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's good to be here. Good to have you. How are you, sir? Excellent. Good. Hello. So, I have to ask you, Brian Williams of NBC News said your band sounds like a young Jim Morrison or the early Rolling Stones. Yeah. How does it feel that everyone to whom he compared you is either dead or looks dead? Well, you know, the Stones, I think, look still really cool, even when they're old. And That's true. They got that patina on them. <laughs> And he said it young anyway, so. That's, that's very true. And how did he get a hold of your music? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> you know, and I and I ran into him once, and I asked him, and he said he doesn't remember. So, so you know, I thought, no, I'm finally going to find out how he found out about us. But I don't you know. know. He seems very current. He likes Ludacris, I found out, on the old Carson Oh, Valley, so. yeah. Brian Williams, yeah. he does like he does. Ludacris. Yeah. Um, okay, so Crazy Mary... Um, I read in your bio is like that wonderful brown sauce you see entrusted to Chinese menus. You're not sure what the hell's in it, but it's singularly strange, exotic, and at times full moon taste that's hard to take a doggy bag in. You want to uh, turn to the next track and finish it all in one place. How do you feel about that quote? I love that. I loved when that when that guy wrote that about us. I was like actually a while ago, but I just thought that was. What a what a great comparison! Like the the brown sauce, like it's all mixed up with uh, the various Chinese foods you're eating. <laughs> How can I you mean, beat it's that? Funny, it's funny that you say tiny foods you're eating. I mean, it's almost <laughs> like okay, here we go. Uh, I'm I, 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 I'm picking up certain things with sticks and trying to eat them. Uh huh. Cool. <laughs> uh huh. I have nothing else to say for that. <laughs> <laughs> he had to laugh. <laughs> and uh, Charles, your 
your bio uh, complains sort of that the, the the gritty city is gone from New York and it's become very disnified. Would you be in favor, sir, of bringing the prostitutes back to Times Square? <laughs> it depends. It depends on uh, what they look like, I guess. <laughs> it depends on what they look like. So chicks with dicks, what what would you? Yeah. Well, you know, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Fair enough. And let's talk about your band a bit. Your band, Crazy Mary. Yeah. Um. How how did you get the name for that, by the way? Um. It, it was. We couldn't think of a name. It was, and it was a friend of of the drummers, and he kept talking about Crazy Mary. He's like, you know, it's better than anything we've come up with so far. Let's uh go with that and it was kind of more fitting because when we started we were just like four guys you know playing and to call ourselves Mary we thought was kind of funny but I don't know I guess it's lost a bit of its irony since we've had female singers for so long fronting us but yeah <laughs> and, and your band blends many sounds into what they call a surreal cocktail of post-punk psychedelic weirdness and I'm not talking about Tamika's love life here <laughs> is it important to you guys that you're always doing something a bit different from everyone else? Um, I don't really pay much attention to, to what other people are doing. You know, mm-hmm. the songs just come in my head. And, and uh, you know, there was a, a certain uh, era of music that I kind of gravitated to, you know, in the, the, the 60s and, and 70s to some extent. And, and it's yeah, probably well, always... Know- What's that? <laughs> The uh, additions, or I, I shouldn't say auditions, the additions that you've made to the violinist from Australia to your band, <laughs> and what is weirder? There's a violinist and the Australian vocalist. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like even, you know, we've been playing with Walter on and off since like 2001, and he really just became a, a full-time member in 2007, so it feels like he's been there a long time. We have a Parker, the... the uh, keyboardist is probably the most recent people guy that we've been playing with and he started on like the last album so probably like we've been playing with him two years or so which is great because he's such a good musician and just adds like color to all the songs and and you know it was great co-producing the record too because he has really cool ideas in the studio to add just a little weirdness here and strangeness there etc <laughs> Well, let's break our listeners off with a bit of that weirdness and strangeness. Uh, why don't you go ahead and let's set up uh, Come On, Let's Go. Tell us about that song. Um, yeah, I just I bought this uh, this 1963 uh, Gretsch 6120 last year, and and out of this guitar just flowed pretty much most of the songs that became Dreaming in Brilliant Color. And I think I wrote seven seven songs in a day and a half and you know it was a crazy spurt of of uh of imagination i had that comes few and far between but but uh dreaming uh but come on let's go was really the first lick that i came up with that day so i called it originally called it gretch blues and it you know it's just trying to be like a an up-tempo song and and came up with the lyrics just like you know come on let's go you know, trying to rush people and get them going, because I'm always waiting for people who are slower than I am. <laughs> All right. Well, here they are, Crazy Mary with Come On, Let's Go. We'll be right back with Charles. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're still here. Okay, that's cool. So, um, I, I really enjoyed that song. Is there anything that I could say that might be a reference to um, uh, the early Smashing Pumpkins when they were good? Because you guys are good. So, what? I mean, the question is, what is your influence? Um, it kind of goes back earlier than the Smashing Pumpkins, like like the '60s bands, um, the Stones, Jefferson Airplane, um, uh, like the Birds, and you know a lot of the like the '70s punk new wave scene, like the Clash and 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 uh, I don't know Blondie even, because because uh, uh, we're close to those guys anyway. Right. They introduced me to uh, to Walter, the fiddle player. So. You, you guys are close to them in a musical. Uh, no, I mean like like friendly, friendly and all with them. We used to. And your your fiddle player uh, Walter. Yeah. Uh, has quite an impressive resume, particularly in the avant garde. Uh, he was Andy Warhol's painting assistant, and was one of the two artists to ever be produced by Warhol. Right. Right. Um. What's has he told you any crazy stories from that time? Uh yeah yeah a bunch of them. <laughs> What's the craziest? Oh um, <laughs> yeah, put me it on the spot. Home, right? I could tell you a funny a funny story. He had um, um Bianca and Jade Jagger when she was real little, and and Bianca and Andy went off somewhere, and and um, and Jade was like, well, can I paint my sneakers? And Walter was like, yeah, sure. Go right ahead. So she like painted her sneakers and and um and like when Bianca saw her, she was not too pleased with with her new painted sneaker look. But, but you know, Walter thought it was perfectly fine. You know, you're in a painting studio. You go paint those sneakers. You know, I mean, like and and Andy used to like he used to make Walter like talk to everyone that he didn't want to talk to. Like you could see in a uh, that movie Blank Generation. It's like a, a prime example of it where uh, he's like, I don't want to go talk to them. You go talk to them. So they're expecting Andy Warhol to be sitting in the seat and be interviewed, and they get there, and like Walter's sitting there. So it's like a pretty funny scene that's <laughs> actually in a movie. And how how big an influence was uh, Velvet Underground and Lou Reed on you guys? Oh, yeah, huge, huge. I mean, we're from New York, so, you know, I went through my uh, – my, um, Huge Velvet's phase, probably in in college, and and um, I mean just like the instrumentation in our band, you know, having essentially a lead fiddle player instead of a lead guitarist is kind wow. of a, a Velvet thing, and and I don't know, you know, it's just like Walter, someone started playing with. I thought he'd be great for a couple songs I, I'd written, and and you know, ten years later he's he's still playing with us, and and a full-time member, so it's really fun. Well, sir, I mean, in last April you composed seven songs. What was taking place with that? What was that? I, I couldn't... How how did you compose seven of the new album's tracks in only a day and a half? Um, I don't know. It was crazy. Well, it's just really like the melodies. Like the, the, the lyrics come a lot later and are more laborious and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just like picking up the guitar and jamming. And when I thought I had a, a good lick, um, you know, I turned the tape recorder on and 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 lay it down. And you know, you you go back and some songs you have to 
massage a little bit and, and uh, you know, work out some bits. And uh, but I don't know. I just I just had a lot of a bunch of ideas and and you know it was like a bunch of lyrics to tackle all at once. So Emma was like phenomenal. MZ the singer. You know, I said, here you take these bits. I'll take these songs. And you know, she came up with some some great lyrics to the songs that she took that I could never have written myself. So, so like hats off to her. Yeah. Um, and your bio says that you're eager to play the new music live. Uh, any gigs coming up? Yeah, actually, we we actually just had a gig on Friday, which was which was really good. Uh, you know, I never know, and I'm always hesitant to, to say how they were till I. Till I hear the tape recorder of the show afterwards, and I listened to that, and and it was good. So yeah, they're really, a bunch of them are, are really um, great for for going over live. And you know, we're looking to get more gigs. We just played on uh, the the Delancey on uh, um, this past Friday. So time to book some more ones, I guess. Where was that gig that you had last last uh, week? At the Delancey. Oh, okay. On Delancey Street. Sure. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we play one more song of yours? Uh, can you go ahead and set up I'm Ready to Go? Yeah, that's actually one that uh, that Walter wrote, um, and he was influenced. Uh, he was at a nightclub. He's actually doing a painting installation in a nightclub called Whip in the city, and his friend Anthony Hayden Guest, who's uh, in his 70s, was um, was dancing along through the night and it I think inspired him to, to write this really catchy kind of disco-y song that uh that uh you know I just think is as a super great hook to it. So hats off to Walter on that one. You know, he does come up with some good some good tunes too. So I'm not the only one who has to write everything. Sure. Alright, here they are Crazy Mary with I'm ready to go. We'll be right back with Star. <laughs>
Yeah, Crazy Mary. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I love Charles Parker's organ solo on that. There was this great old vintage Hammond B3 in the studio. He just went off on it. Just went crazy with that organ, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, sir, I can't thank you enough for being here. Um, anything? Uh, check him out, crazymary.com. Anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, just uh, peace and love and, and uh, check out the record, you know. I think it's good, so um, hopefully you will too. Yeah, man, it sounds great. Uh, Crazy Mary, awesome band, holding the fort down in New York. Thank you, sir. Take you got care. It. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. All right. Uh, now, Tamika. Yeah, I'm here. What was that? Like five seconds of dead air? What's good? <laughs> we... What's good? We have to, um, we have a couple things we have to do. When is the final episode of Smash? Is it next week? Is it the season finale or series? I don't watch that. Here's the thing. Out of all people, you are so obsessed with the music call theater that why would you not watch a show about the Broadway? Because it really shows how people are being assholes out here. Uh, Thank you very much. But it's good. That's realistic. I'm not quite sure. When I dropped out of grad school, uh, Andrew Ackerman was my boss, and now he's the producer for this show. So I have a different feeling about have you that seen, whole thing. Have you seen? Yes, I've tried, um, I've tried to watch it. Have you seen the kid who plays Ellis, Janie something? No, I don't know who you're talking about. He is gorgeous. Oh, well then that changes the whole thing. So let me show you, while we're on the air... And everyone can obviously see this, and it'll be entertaining for everyone listening. Let me show you uh, the guy who plays Ellis on Smash. Uh, his name is Jamie. I met him at Broadway Sessions, oddly enough. Um, right. But I do not remember his real name. So let's go to the Smash IMDB site. Yeah. And, and, and we'll you know click what? on that. You know what's the most <laughs> funny? Is the ice cream truck is playing outside. How late is it? Is that damn noise? That ice cream music had me lose a tennis match one time. Jamie Sapero. Here, this guy. Gorgeous. Look at this. Mm. If you shave that shit off his Yeah, that's you gotta get rid of the soul bed. <laughs> you ain't never lie. Let's go to another one. Maybe it's better. How about this one? <laughs> picture to put up. He's all the way over here. You don't even see his face. You know what? I hate to say it, but there. He's good. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what else. Muscular, huh? He's, uh, he's been there for a minute. Been where? In this show. Yeah, well, he's been there since the show started. Right. Yeah, apparently yeah, he's he, a bad guy. But you know, he got they, they all got picked up for another season. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Smash, unfortunately, is coming back. <laughs> oh, no, Fortunately. But how, what are they going to do it about since the Maryland thing will be over now? You know what? Since I don't follow that show, I don't know. What, what is your main complaint with it? My, I don't have any complaints about it. I, I, I did not like the show at first, and then it got extremely good. Well, okay. 
That's cool. So let's start a new segment on the show right now. New segment. Before we go into what's trending, okay. or trending, what, what blazing with trends. Okay. And it'll be called Versus. So Tamika, tell me, out of all the albums you've ever heard, what do you think are some of your favorite verses? You're talking about verses. I thought you were talking about verses. <laughs> <laughs> no, like spy versus spy now. Yeah. Nah, nah, You're talking like about verses. Verses, not versos. Good grief. I, I, I don't know. Well, I, what about, let's, let's, let's take an era. Like, during, we've talked about Illmatic a bit. Would you say that some of your favorite verses oh, ever on that album? Oh, world is this? Mm-hmm. Mine, it's mine, it's mine. Mm-hmm. Whose world is this? Mm-hmm. That's got to be it. For me, at least. Okay. What else? At, at, at some particular point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'm a rich man if I bet a, a nickel every time she said particular point. Uh, the other one would have to be, I would say, um, when Jay-Z did Encore, Do You Want More, and he just shut it down. You talking about the Black Album version or the Linkin Park version? Black Album. Yeah. You know that the Black Album is actually one of my favorite albums ever. Really? But I don't think there's a particular verse on there that I like. <laughs> there's a particular verse that I absolutely love. What? Door open, now closed. I mean, it's just like, come on. It was open and now closed. What song? And there goes the ice cream truck again. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's in the very beginning. Oh. Grand opening, grand closing. That part. Yeah. yeah. That's encore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We mentioned tp2.com before. With Nickel Kills Mike. Yeah. And he kills him. He kills him. And that, I, as I mentioned before, I did not ever listen to R&B music until Danny DeStefano got me the gift of the TP2.com. And I put that, sh- I put that shit in, Tamika. And I'm thinking in my head, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this album. But we put that in, and then all of a sudden it starts going, da 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 and then it was just like hit it hard from the back, roll around on the front. I know you heard a lot of tracks, but twelve plays what you want. Girl, you put it on me like draws. Moaning when you talk, I'm about to tear the shit out in millennium style. Taking off your secrets with my teeth. Slightly rough to let you know it's about to get kinky. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I really would just like you to know that at this particular point, um, the regular host of this show just checked the fuck out for a second. But that's all right. We got him back. Wait, and then there's another one. Um, there's another song on that TP2.com. Um, and you know, obviously, TP2 stands for... No, I don't. 12 Play 2. What is 12 Play 2? 12 Play is one of the greatest R&B albums ever. By R. Kelly. TP2 is 12 Play 2. Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to reference R. Kelly? I've been referencing R. Kelly. Yeah, oh my god. That's my favorite artist. You got a problem with that? 
Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. So yep, maybe, you should have. Maybe I should leave. <laughs> there's another song up there. Uh, it's called Strip For You. And here's <laughs> how the... Wait a minute. <laughs> Anybody listening to this right now live or downloading it this particular should get their singles out and just start throwing them out at the subway and see what happens. Because this <laughs> man is talking about somebody stripping. I'm not stripping. And I look good. Ryan's not stripping, and he looks really good. <laughs> so what, what, what's good? What's good? So what's good? Can we get hot topic? What's this is, good? I can't. Before we get I, into I the trending, I, I can't do here's this. The, the verses for the, 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 the on TV2.com. Our Kelly goes, he says, he goes, he was like, he says, he goes, he was like, he says, he goes, he was talking about, it. he says, he goes, he goes. Suddenly I feel like I want to break loose, jump in my fix and come and see you. Girl, I'm going to do something that brand new. Plus, I got a kinky surprise for you. So put your sexy body in some negligee. Pineapple. And girl, get ready because I'm on my way. Pineapple. And if you're feeling, let it know it right now. Pineapple. Baby, this is how it's all going down. Pineapple. There'll be three knocks on the door, my baby. Change court, change the floor, Pineapple. my baby. Lay back in the shop, my baby. Cause I'm about to go ahead, my baby. And get the body real on. And maybe do what you've been thinking lately. Tonight I'm gonna put a switcheroo. Do you mind if I trip for you? Pineapple. Why pineapple? Pineapple is a safety word. I've been claiming it at this particular point. I can't. I can't. <laughs> at this particular point. She's been saying that nonstop. Somebody can call in or do whatever. At this particular point, I got pineapple. And yes, I said particular oh. point now ten times, if not At least. twelve. Probably more. We gotta put a, a separation between this and the next one, so let's do this. <laughs> Alright, blazing with trends. Okay, so there's a thing here called I don't really care. I feel like you you you, you wanna see it? I feel like it's funny or blind. No? Either way, what do you think? Blind. Blind? Well, we could do, what, what do you think is better? We'll do whatever. Blind. Blind? Ah. Okay. So. <laughs> huh. You want to say sorry after everything you've done, I don't really care. What do you think about that person? They have issues. How about, I don't really care what people have to say about me, I'm doing me. Issues. What? You don't. You can't congratulate them for doing them. I can congratulate them for doing them, but in the same context, if you have to always apologize for something that you're doing, then maybe you might not be doing at this particular point correctly. (laughs) How about bitch lives on Twitter says, "Call me whatever you like because I don't really care. In fact, I'm proud of my bitchness. Bitch lives." 
bitch live. Yeah. Damn it. That's it. That's all I have to say about that because I don't want that bitch following me. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's change to in middle school. All right. God, this is going <laughs> to be bad. You know what? If you haven't already tuned out at this particular point, that's They fine. tuned out. Because look at the chat room. They're done. There's only one person up in there. Okay, that's fine. But uh, anyone that downloads this, downloads it. I want to be uh, apologetic about what they're getting ready to hear. <laughs> okay, how about Halitha Cole says, in middle school, me and Lovewit XOXO did not like each other, LMFAO. What? What do you think about Okay, just tell me what you think about the person who's tweeting. She says, in middle school, me and Lovewit XOXO did not like each other LMFAO. Me and me and whoever did not like each other. What's up? Move. <laughs> Which is what I'm going to be doing very shortly. But I mean, what? Because you don't like who? Uh, I don't like the situation. It's not that I don't like particular person. What's wrong with the situation? You mean Mike, the situation, Sorrentino? No. If I knew that guy, I'd have more money. How about this one? I, Shaikia, says, in middle school, I went almost every day. What do you think about that? I went almost every day? Yeah, in middle school. (laughs) I went almost every day. Yeah. What was the preface to that? In middle school. That doesn't sound healthy. Okay. How about this one? Mean 69er says Mufasa. Excuse my language. (laughs) Mufasa and 69. I'm done. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you will not hear (laughs) my voice no more at this particular point. There you go again. At at, at particular, I said it at least 13 times now. (laughs) No, let's go to this one. Move, me. <laughs> Meme 69er says, Mufasa! And then quotes, Magawan, 24, in middle school, I met Christian, wait, no, I met Christina's crazy ass, Psycho Cindy. What do you think about that? And who's Psycho Cindy? I think Psycho Cindy might be saner than the people that are sending those tweets. Come on, folks. What, what, what's good? How about what's this? good? How about Stegman Swagger says, in middle school, I thought all the... <laughs> in middle school, I thought all the boys wanted to fondle my vagina because I was a thug. <laughs> Again, that doesn't sound... Um, that doesn't sound very comfortable. I mean, it's nice at some point, but you need to be of age <laughs> and not worry about hearing it from a crazy ass. How about this one? A.O. Ferriero says, in middle school, Mr. Ball banned me. I don't want to hear anything else from middle school. <laughs> oh, you got to hear this one. Mr. Ball banned me from swimming because I was getting my feels on in the pool. Okay, well, it's water. Everything washes off. I don't, I don't, 
Okay. Alcohol. How about what else? Catherine Kubat says, two things I appreciate, my best friend and Diet Coke. You know what? Your best friend is going to be your best friend, but Diet Coke, unfortunately, will be around longer. <laughs> <laughs> what about, so you're saying that she could count on the Diet Coke more than she can count on the best friend? Yes. <laughs> you ain't even tonight. Next one. Cut and polish. Says two things I appreciate: a real man and respect. What are the two things that she appreciates? A real man and respect. Oh, well, I mean, God bless. All right. On the other hand, Hey Clemens says two things I appreciate: <laughs> dick and condoms. I can appreciate that as well. Just make sure you have the right condom for that person and mm -hmm. keep it moving. Unless you're in a relationship with that guy. What do you mean the right condom for that person? Well, condoms come in different sizes mm -hmm. and nobody really likes to talk about that. But Let's talk about it. Let's do it right now. Okay. So, what do you mean? Are you talking about like magnum and non-magnum? Yes. Okay. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get the the wrong condom, yes, the stuff can break. Um, get the right condom, mm -hmm. it's all gravy. Um, if you're in between or the gentleman doesn't know how to handle himself while you may be assisting and putting on the condom, mm -hmm. that's a little different. You just kind of have to deal with it. And is that a magnum one or, or non-magnum? I've only dealt with magnum, so I don't know oh, what wow. to tell you. Really? Yeah. Oh, dear. I would not want to deal with Magnum. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into that conversation. The smaller the better for my particular point. Yes. It's a particular point, yes. <laughs> um, so let's tell you what. I'll tell you what. Tell me what. The, the last one that I put on was rather loose, but I but it was not a magnum, but it was rather loose. Oh, dear God. 
I'll tell you what, in the chat room next time, all these guests that have been appearing in the chat room, log in through your Blog Talk Radio, your Facebook, or your Twitter account, and that way you can actively engage in the chat. This has been Blazing Rye. That has been Tamika Kid. Hello. I have been <laughs> here, <laughs> and we've been talking to Nickel Kills Mike. Yeah. And Charles Cabell from Crazy Mary. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we'll be back, and so will you. Download us on iTunes. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I 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 tell you what. Which one? What? Busy man. Busy man. No, we played that already. So let's let's do this. Now we play both of them. Remember? Ridiculous.
So, to conclude, I can think of no better way than ending of, of ending this show than by this saying... If it, I can't. if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And lastly, I'm a bend her backwards, cut off her hair, burn her nipples on a stove. And leave her in her panties. <laughs> and leave her in some drawers. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Bye. Paper towel.